What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Croatia podcast. I'm your host, Stan Kozovac, and I'm bringing you the best of Croatia from around the globe. This episode is brought to you by Adriatic Tours, the best place since 1974 to book your cruises, tours, flights, and simply all things Croatia. Use the personalized code ALLTHINGSCROATIA to get a special discount and book your trip to Croatia today. For more information, go to www.adriatictours.com or click the link in the description. Now eat the modalje and let's get started. That's awesome. Cheers. Dobro jutro. Dobro jutro. Yeah, over here it's, it's uh, what time is it? 8 p.m. right now. Let me just go ahead, Milenko, with the intro and we'll, we'll get started here. I won't waste any time. Sure. Um, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. In this episode, we have special guest Milenko Matijevic. Uh, Milenko is a Croatian-born singer who moved to the U.S. as a kid and became the lead singer of legendary rock band Steelheart. Among other projects, he also sang the vocals for Mark Wahlberg and the movie Rockstar. And in this episode, we're going to learn more about him and his career. Milenko, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Finally, I get to connect with my country. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited to learn. <laughs> To learn about your heritage, I mean, maybe 10, 9, 10 years ago, I was scrolling on YouTube, I was going through like a glam metal type of phase, and I came across a Steelheart video, I said, oh, it sounds like a cool band name, Steelheart, clicked on it, it was Never Let You Go, and yeah, I was, first thought was like, wow, this vocal range is crazy, and never in a million years, but I think 10 years later, first of all, I'd be living in Croatia, I was in Los Angeles at the time, and not only that, but I'd be interviewing you on the podcast. Yeah, uh, well, like, to have you on. <laughs> life is uh life is uh you know interesting. You gotta keep it keep it alive. So happy, uh happy that we connected. Definitely, yeah. And you so, know, I said I said rock band just for the sake of ease in the intro. How would you classify you know your sound? Are you more glam metal or hair metal? Steel or... heart? Uh no, no, it's not glam, it's not it's not hair, it's just it's rock and roll. I mean, it's just uh, it's more like uh I think it falls more into like uh, of a uh, like more of this Aerosmithy maybe or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not glam. It's not glam. Or it's funny that we were put in that category. You know. So uh, as far as hair, I cut my hair. So I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. Definitely not <laughs> hair metal. Yeah, no, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I started growing it and I had it down to the shoulders again, and it's like I look like shit. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let me stay, let me stay rough and tough and just, what's the word? Just uh, uh, clean. So, you know, my face is open. Changing of the times. Yeah, yeah. Well, Milenko, you were born in Zagreb. Is that something that a lot of people know about you in the States? Yeah, everybody knows. Uh, basically, the world knows that I was born in Zagreb. Um, it's interesting. I think uh, the only country that really doesn't know me is my own country <laughs> it's pretty you know interesting about it. and it's uh, I'm excited to really connect with with my country I really am you know so uh you know I want to come and perform there and it'd be great for all of us to sing the songs together you know so I'm ready oh that would be awesome yeah yeah I was looking through the Croatian news portals trying to find some information about you and I didn't yeah I wasn't really seeing anything in the Croatian news you know I had to go to the English right um, can you talk a little bit about your, you know, heritage and growing up in Zagreb? When did you leave and why and, and things like that? Yeah, well, I, I was born in Zagreb. 
and uh, I was living in uh, with my grandmother right outside, right outside the city, not uh, not far from um, the center. And um, and my parents left to the United States when I was really really young. Um, they came back for me when I was about four or five years old, and then they took me away and brought me to the United States, to New York. And, um, and that's where I started, you know, singing and growing, you know, uh, my career. Um, funny enough, I started singing at, Jesus, three years old in my grandmother's kitchen. I would sing to the, all the, the Croatian songs, you know, on the radio. I'd stand up on a chair and I'd sing, you know. And um, so um, at five, when I came to the United States, we started singing uh, like uh, songs like from Johnny Cash, John Denver, all the country stuff. Because my father really liked the country stuff, and I didn't know anything about rock or anything like that. As I got older, around eleven years old, I, I was, uh, how was I? How would I say this? I was um, introduced to Led Zeppelin, and when I heard when I heard Robert Plant, you know, singing, "Hey, moms," and you know, it was just okay. That's it. I'm done, and that's where I started going into the rock music, you know, into um, Zeppelin and Van Halen, um, Bad Company, Black Sabbath, you know, and those were, that's what inspired me. And I kept going and going. And um, I was, Jesus, my career, I was uh, writing songs since I was literally 11 years old. And uh, I got into a band called The Mission at the age of 15, which was really good because they were already signed. They were a lot older than I was. And it really was a great uh, band to join for a while and to learn. And then, um, and then I met up with the other guys from Steelheart at, I think, maybe 17, <laughs> you know. Um, and that was it. We just uh, connected and we rehearsed like animals for seemed like forever and finally um at the age of 27 i connected with my manager and it happened overnight so you know all those years from starting i guess from uh, singing in top of the chair at three years old to 27 years old is when my that long gap so and then as soon as i got signed it was like you make it overnight you know so overnight success 30 years, you know, more than 30 years of going. So, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to when you, you know, first arrived in New York and then, you know, starting to live life as, you know, say an American, did you sort of have an identity crisis? You know, your name is Milenko. That's an unusual name in the U S of course, you know, I don't know if you have an accent at that point, or are you still learning English, you know, things like that, you have another cultural background, and then going to the US, did you felt like you had to adjust, or was it easy for you? It was brutal, it was terrible, are you kidding me, you, we came, you know, here I am, uh, this little Croatian kid coming to the, the you know, the most biggest country in, in the world, and, and we, um, you know, growing up, it was always, we would be imitating the, you know, the, uh, the cowboy movies, you know, like, hey, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. That's what we would, you know, have fun talking about it. So America was like, wow, you know, especially back in those days. And when I came here, it was very, very intimidating. You know, I didn't speak any English. 
mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they put me in school and it was just, it, it was, it was a completely different culture, you know? Um, I mean, you know, the kids will come to school with nice little lunch boxes and the nice little sandwiches all cut, you know, with a little apple and I'd get this big, huge, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, grocery bag rolled up with sandwiches like this big, you know, it's like, I just slap, ah, yeah, they get out of here, you know, kind of thing. And so all of that stuff is just, you know, cause you want to fit in, you want to fit in as a kid and you can't, it's very, um, it was, a. Uh, it was, it was uh, challenging, but um, but I, I fell into it fairly quickly. So, well, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, they say as a kid, at least it's it's easier to to adjust and everything than being an adult, at least language wise and stuff and learning languages like that. Do you still speak Croatian, or how how much do you remember? <laughs> you speak better than me. I'm still learning. puno, <laughs> ali. Yeah, yeah. That, so, for a lot of people, it's harder to, to speak than to understand everything. Well, it's just I don't have, I mean, I have a couple of people here, a couple of friends, you know, but I don't see them every day, like on a regular basis, you know what I mean? So we can talk. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm okay to uh, connect with uh, my country and just start going there once a year, you know? So awesome, yeah. I'm okay with that. You know, we have a beautiful, we have a beautiful country. <laughs> the first, the first musician came to my mind when I was thinking, you know, because I was thinking about how cool would it be if you went to Croatia and you know performed with some people and stuff like that. I was thinking Dino Jelosic. If you've heard of him, Jelosic, he's just got into White Snake. He's now, he's not. Oh, Dino, yeah, yeah, I saw him. I saw him not long ago. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I met him uh, a couple of times. Yeah, nice kid. Yeah. yeah. And he's got a great voice too. I think maybe your your guys' voices together would be would be something special. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, that would be definitely awesome to get you to play something over there, over here. I should say. Well, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see. I'm I'm open to you know whatever. We're actually um, right now. We just did a 30th anniversary album, and uh, we're literally speaking to a couple of labels, Croatia Records, and another label there to release the record in. Um, in Croatia, so oh, wow. to start the whole process, let's 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 bring Mili home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind That'd of. Awesome. I mean, I feel I I could definitely use coming home. So I hope everybody accepts me. So we'll see. I'm sure. Yeah. No, that would be awesome to have you there. Um, I want to go back a little bit to you know sort of your first album, Steelheart. Um, as I understand, you guys were Red Alert before that, and then changed your name to Steelheart, and then come out with this first album and. What was the result? Was it huge for you guys? I mean, like you said, overnight success. Yeah, it was weird, right? So when we when we first signed to Universal, um, it was it was is a heck of a story, I gotta tell you. But um, when we first signed to Universal, we went and made the record, and then we were doing nothing for nine months. Okay, um, the label wasn't doing anything, but the song "She's Gone" exploded in Japan. And it just, I don't know what happened. It blew up in almost all of Asia, but Japan especially. And so I went over there for some uh, interviews and stuff. My manager said, oh, we got to go to Japan. We're going to do some interviews just to get the ball rolling over there, not knowing how, how big it actually was, you know. And um, 
I got off the plane. There was probably five, 600 people waiting for me there. Fans. I mean, papers, things flying. I was like, oh, I was like, whoa, I wasn't ready for that. And um, so I did a lot of interviews. And then not long after we came there and did a, did a tour, we did uh, uh, three shows in Japan. Then we went over to uh, Korea and um, Taiwan or I forgot. But anyway, so we did a bit of a tour and the band did really well, especially the song She's Gone is really, really famous in Asia. Um, Korea, it's still the number one karaoke song since 1989, still today, number one. Jeez. So it's, yeah, so it's- um, Why so is it that? exploded. Why did it get so popular? Um, I don't know. Well, first of all, it's a very emotional song. And second of all, it's um it's a song that a lot of singers want to sing or be able to sing and it's definitely challenging and um what happens is that um um like in korea if you could sing it you probably get you probably get lucky which <laughs> with your <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> it's funny because they're going to karaoke and they're singing their ass off you know and um yeah so uh, it just it just connected with the the soul you know what I'm saying? The, the, you know, the lyrics, the whole thing, it just connected. So, um, yeah, Asia has always been a huge part of my career and, um, Europe, I mean the world actually, but, um, I would say parts of Asia more than anything. So time now to connect the rest of the dots. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, after that first album, you came out with the second album, and I don't want to go over this too much um, because, you know, I'm sure it's painful to think about. But on tour, you had a, a horrible accident. Um, I don't know in how much detail or just briefly if you can mention what oh, happened. I, I'm OK to talk about it. I'm OK. I mean, this is part of my journey, part of my life. You know, it's like I feel I feel sometimes I, I look at it that I had to go through it in order to understand or feel and you know, build the man that I want to be, man that that I am today. You know, that's all part of the building blocks, you know. So during that accident, I could have taken different roads. I could have taken the, the complete depression road and the sour road and really fall deeper, but I didn't. What I did do is I I always I always felt I belong there. I belong, you know, connecting with the people. I belong singing. I belong there you know, and um, I kept going and I did come out of it, but it was extremely um, difficult. And it was a long, long time because I was in a, what happened is that when the lighting truss fell, it was falling this when I was walking, trying to walk away. You can, you can see it on YouTube and it hit me right in the back of the head and cracked my head open. And I hit the stage face first, broke my nose, my cheekbone, my jaw, twisted my back, my knee. I mean, it was a serious, I should have been dead. I should have been dead in front of 18,000 people. You know, there's this massive accident. And um, anyway, I, I survived it. But what happened is that when I came home, my brain swelled two days later. And the pain was so excruciating that I couldn't even blink. I couldn't blink the pain was so insane so i didn't leave the house for about seven months i would say 
good. I mean, I, I try to go outside, but I have to tiptoe, you know, really walk because any movement of the brain, uh, it, it is just beyond painful. Anyway, so after that, when I got better from the injury of physical, what happened is then my mental happened is that I started losing memory and I lost a lot of memory. And then I fell into this fog, like this fog of life, just kind of here, but not here, you know, mutno, <laughs> you know, sven mutno, you understand that. And, um, and that took me a long time to get clarity. And I would say probably not till like five years ago, uh, even till then that I wasn't fully clear. Now I feel I'm clearer than I ever was. So shit, I'm back. It's been a long time, man. It's been a long time. That's but um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the story. And it, it's a, a very, very uh, heavy um, journey, but you know, it's my journey, it's my life, and this is who I am. I built the man that I am now, and I'm okay with it. I like me. It's okay. Mm. It's good. Well, I'll just say, I think it's very important to have that sort of perspective on on things that, you know, this happened to me for a reason or whatever, for whatever reason it happened, and, you know, through that, I, I am who I am, and I, I've got through it, and, you know, here I am. It's a part, part of my story. I, I think you have to have that outlook. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is it. This is life, man. This is it. Time's ticking. Right now, you and I talking, this is life happening. And you could take it any which way you want. You could take it and, you know, feel sorry for yourself. You could take it with anger. You could take it with, with depression. You could take it with any way you want. You choose. To me, all those other ones seem to be a lot more work, you know, than to just be, okay, well, here it is. It is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I hope nothing else happens to me, but I will say, you know, it is what it is. It's life, you know, reach down between your legs, you know, grab, grab some, grab some uh, energy there and keep going. Let's go. You know, that's right. Yeah. It's life. It's life. Well, I'll move on to a little bit of a lighter topic here. Um, I want to ask about the movie Rockstar, which is a movie with Mark Wahlberg. You know, he, he's portraying a rock star. Actually, I saw it a few years ago, and I just read uh, today as I was doing some research. I guess it was based on a guy who filled in for uh, Rob Halford of Judas Priest, which I, I didn't even know that happened. But you provided, anyways, you provided um, some of the vocals for that, including uh, We All Die Young. Uh, what, what was that experience? Yeah. How did that happen? Did they approach you on that? Yeah, what happened is that I, w uh, I was in Connecticut at the time, and I was literally... My flight was the next morning, I think like 8 a.m. or something, 9 a.m. to Los Angeles. I'm going back to Los Angeles and I was visiting Connecticut. I was at my brother's house and Tom calls me, uh, the, set, the producer of my second album, Tom Worman. And he goes, hey, what are you doing? What are you up to? I said, I'm going to L.A. tomorrow and I'm putting a new band together. I got to get my shit together. I feel like I'm not happening. It's got, I got to, you know, going to work. He goes, well. Before you do that, maybe uh, I'm doing this movie and it's, uh, it's a pretty big movie. It's very substantial, a lot of, a lot of people involved. And, and we need a singer to sing for the actor, for the main actor. And you know, Millie, I think it'd be, you'd be 
you'd be good for this. Would you be interested in auditioning? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll, I'll come in. So I came in, I flew in, I believe like around 11.30 a.m. I went to the studio at one o'clock. I went right from, the, right from the airport to the studio. Got to the studio. I sang from one to two at three o'clock and said, hey, you got the gig. <laughs> you want to do this? You want to do the show? You want me the, the movie? So I was like, absolutely, great. So we started working on the movie. And then the uh, music director came in during rehearsal one day. So it's me, Zach Wilde, Jason Bonham, and um, Jeff Pilson. That's the band. Okay. That's the Steel Dragon band. And we're sitting there rehearsing. And she comes in and says, Hey, does anybody have any songs that want to contribute to the movie? And I was like, Yeah, sure. I guess I'll hear it. Listen to this album. And she heard We All Die Young. And when she heard We All Die Young, we we're like, We got to have this song. So it's like, gotta have it so that's how that song ended up in the movie hmm. and i did the vocals uh, the only thing is that you know which really sucked is that i couldn't talk about it. that was that was a big thing i couldn't say anything that i was the voice that i did it i couldn't tell it press or anything like that so that's why it took a long time for the world to find out it was me mm -hmm. so movie business yeah yeah so, well, I have to admit that version is my my favorite version of the song. I think with Zach Wilde, you know, providing some pinch harmonics yeah. and everything, I think it really yeah. went well. And yeah, that that's like the yeah. main. That song is the main scene, kind of where uh, Mark Wahlberg, you know, writes right. for the band, and and he comes and sings that in the studio, and everyone's like blown away. Did you go like to the right. theaters when that first came out and and watch that in theaters? Or I did. I did go to the theaters. It was you know what was. Uh, that was okay. It was just very, uh, again, you know, uh, you're going there, you, you got a room, you got a theater full of rock stars, movie stars and producers and everything. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I can't say anything, you know? I mean, I would have press come. So, Hey, what was your involvement in the movie? I'm like, uh, nothing, <laughs> you know? Um, also, when we when we did the uh, the live show, you know the live scenes, and we they shot it here at the Forum, at the Coliseum. That was uh, that was uh, you know, I have to say that was interesting because I'm sitting in the front row or whatever. Everyone's in the front, standing, whatever. And and when Mark singing, well, I'm singing, but he's mimicking me, and the whole crowd is losing their shit, you know. And I'm like, going, ah, ah. <laughs> you know but again it is what it is you know we got to go with the punches that's that was the deal so moving on you know yeah yeah well so when did when were you able to tell people that it was you? um uh never never mm -hmm. but the world knows it's all over the place wikipedia it's all over the internet so now i can you know basically talk about it but i can't but uh yeah because it's it's already publicly known it's not yeah me talking about it huh. so oh, here we are <laughs> here we are well we got a couple minutes left here um sure you mentioned you want to come to croatia you know every year once a year you mentioned i saw i forget how many years ago on youtube you were filming a promo um performing one song right in front of saint mark's cathedral up in zagreb how long yeah. ago how often have you have you been back to Croatia, I guess? Uh, I, I think right before the pandemic. After mm -hmm. I did what well, we did, a Sweden rock uh, concert. 
then we went right from there. We went to Croatia. We went to uh, the, the square and I did, I did something there. And we did, we never released that video yet. So we still have that. We'll probably release it during this whole, we're releasing videos, a lot of videos for this record. And, um, and I shot the rest of it in Pula in a Coliseum. So oh. it's, oh, it's, it's intense. It, it, it was, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's face it. I mean, our country is gorgeous, right? You know, the ocean, the, the seaside, you know, all that's, I mean, <laughs> how can you beat that? You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to, um, what's the word? Reconnect more with my country. I've been gone for a long time. Not my fault. You know, I was taken away from the country. Mm -hmm. And it, I think it'd be really good for me to reconnect. I, I want to. So, and I hope, again, I hope I'm, um, accepted or welcomed back, you know, you know, for, um, to, to my country. That's all. Yeah. Do you, you still have people over there, extended family or, or I have, yeah, I have a few cousins left. Um, it's not very big. It's not very big, but I do have a few and they're wonderful. I speak to them occasionally. We do zoom and, you know, so, and then I keep them in track with all the music. I try to give them new music. I try to send them stuff and they don't want any because it's like, because the, uh, the post office is just a nightmare over there from what they tell me. So yeah, yeah the post. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but um, yeah, that's it. That's my, that's my big speech of the day. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned the, the new album. What's the release date? Is there a date plan for that? So we haven't released it digitally and we're working on releasing it uh to croatia now let's see how that comes together uh we released uh the cds which is only available through my website and now we're expanding the whole project worldwide so there's not really a release date you know official still which we are uh working towards we'll let you know soon nice. uh, we need to do we need to do the right promotion with uh Croatia so they know it's coming mm -hmm. well, yeah I'd love to I mean I'll, I'll share this everywhere I can I'd, I'd love to see you come over here in Croatia and, and do some shows and be incredible um, yeah just as we're down to our last couple minutes here favorite I got two quick questions for you favorite thing to eat in Croatia or favorite Croatian uh, I mean come on that's I mean, I have some recipes that are like amazing. You know, I would say that's that's my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sort of, was, I, I was there was always there was these, this this uh, restaurant down the street. You know, when I was uh, living uh, with uh, with my grandmother, I forgot what was it called. Uh, I forgot the name of the little sit town. Anyway, but right around the corner was always the restaurant every Friday and Saturday night. You know, they're they're cooking you, you could smell it down you could smell it for miles you know what i mean uh, uh, and it was like eh, too expensive you know we're, we didn't have a lot of money but it was like hmm, that reminds me of you know life which yeah. is good i like that i like that <laughs> making me hungry right now last yeah well, i guess this isn't sort of a quick question but i was wondering if because you know your steel heart sort of Pete came at the end of that that sort of era of music, you know, right as grunge was 
kicking in. Do you have any hard feelings against grunge music? Yeah, again, it's life. You know, it, it switched, it turned, it, it spins, it's, 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 it's sideways, up, down, it's what it is. I mean, do I, the, was it upsetting? Uh, I guess it was, yeah, it was a little disappointing, you know, that what I didn't like is how easily and quickly the people shifted. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden they're having this amazing time with the 80s, just like literally living so much having so much fun that you can't even think straight the amount of fun you're having right and then the grunge came in and everyone just went it was like whoa wait a minute hold on a second whatever happened to all the fun we were just having you know so but i think also you know people they just got they were ready for something new that's all and the grunge came in some great music some great artists it was a little depressing i would say but um still it is what it is. Yeah. Know? And um, you move on and you keep going. So mm. my music is very, uh, very interesting now, too. You know what I mean? It's like up, down. It's all over the place. I feel like there's too many people making music. Yeah. You know, everybody's everybody. It's like the accountants are making music. The lawyers are making music. The plumbers. It's like, guys, let the artist be the artist. You guys do the plumbing and the, everything else, you know? So unless that's what you, let me rephrase that. Unless that's how you're surviving to make it and you're the true artist. Mm. I have nothing but beautiful things and I support every artist that really is going for it. And that's who they are. It's just the, what I say, it's just the guys that are, or the women that are creating things like, oh, what the hell, I'll throw it up on Spotify. Maybe something happens. Who knows? Maybe I get lucky. Without passion. Not cool. Not cool. That's not cool because that's just, that's just in the way of a true artist who is, who has information for you, you know, coming from the spirits and the gods who's sharing mm. lyrics and, and emotion and, and all that stuff, you know, it's important. Yeah. So. Agreed. Well, Emilienko, I want to thank yeah. you so much again for, you know, coming here on the All Things Croatia podcast. And I'm really looking forward to what the future brings for you, especially in Croatia. I'm excited to see yeah know what what becomes of that and to see that music video in in pula in the coliseum yes thank you thank you for having me yeah okay. thank you Milenko. easy Book. 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 Book.